the pizza at least i mean there's a lot of spots all over the country that have rock and pizza but i maybe a little bit biased but i mean northeastern pennsylvania like you said the mom and pop shops the family stories that are the thread woven through them that has led to their success i don't think there's anything that beats the pizza in this part of pennsylvania you know, in the country the pizza scene is just unparalleled the variety we have right so all kinds of different styles of pizza and there's no two that are really the same right everything this has they're quirky we use like cheese blends and sweet sauces and old forge crusts and pan fried sicilian crust you don't find these things elsewhere right i've i've charted them there's a few um, old forges that you know there's one in i think florida and and someone in alaska actually makes it but they're both from northeast yeah. pennsylvania so um really like it's just so diverse so unique and then the people who leave here always get back to me and say you know i'm in the midwest now and it's a pizza wasteland there it, it, you yeah. get papa john's you get domino's and that's boring right there's I have friends in san antonio who like get pizza from here northeastern pennsylvania shipped to them in texas hey friends, hey, friends. it's the ryan lucky show out again and also almost eat my face off in this edition of the Ryan Lucky Show. And if you're wondering why, we are talking about all things pizza with the one and only. This legend based in Northeastern Pennsylvania, Jim Mirabelli. Holy smokes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. You are part of the NA Pizza Review, the NEPA Pizza Review. How's it going? It's going very well. And it can't get any better than being here with you talking pizza. All right. First off, we have a lot to unpack because that is, I think it's safe to say, probably like everyone's favorite food. I want to say like the majority of folks. I don't have any friends who don't like pizza, so just so you know that, right? Like if, you, if you're down with the pizza, like we're going to be besties. So we have a lot to chat about. NEPA Pizza Review, first of all, that's your handle on all social media at any pizza any pa pizza review but what the heck is it like what's the project the campaign what do you do so i started any pa pizza review a, a little over 10 years ago i just wanted this outlet uh to, to share my pizza love, right? So I used to be a pizza maker professionally for about 10 years through high school and college. And then I got into sort of accounting and finance. And, but I wanted to stay in touch with the pizza community because it gave me so much in the people and the, the lessons learned. Uh, so, uh, and I always wanted to create something because accounting and finance, you don't really create a it's ton, It's a right? lot of numbers. So I have this sort of artistic side, even though I'm a horrific artist, right? So, but I wanted to create, so I created this website sort of anonymously at first. And then over time, people kept telling me, you need to do video, you need to do video, you need to show your face. So uh, then I got into sort of becoming this sort of, you know, pizza guy for the, of the area. Um, and uh, so now I, I go around, I share uh, photos, videos, reviews of local pizzerias, and uh, try to really get at the essence of what it is that they're doing. I don't like to just share photos. I like to share stories and moments in time of these local uh, mom and pop shops that, that really are the backbone of our community. Yeah, and they have so much history behind them in northeastern Pennsylvania. So you're based out of the Clark Summit area of PA. You started this project in 2012. And when things started ramping up, I mean, what did your family think about this? I know you have two kids. Like, were they like, okay, we're eating pizza every day? 
so they're they're very very kind uh, about it and very patient with me. Uh, so I also make pizza at home a lot. I like to do how-to pizza videos. So they're really tired of it. So I, I try to keep that as minimal as possible, even though it's multiple days per week. Uh, and also I, I try to find places to take my pizza. Uh, you know, I'll eat a slice and then go give it to somebody else. Uh, the rest of the pizza or the pizzas I make, I rarely eat. I you know I sort of just give them away to friends, family, neighbors. Uh, things like that. Yeah, I would be a bazillion pounds, though. I feel like if I was in charge of the NA pizza, NEPA pizza review, because the pizza, at least, I mean, there's a lot of spots all over the country that have rockin' pizza, but I may be a little bit biased, but I mean, northeastern Pennsylvania, like you said, the mom and pop shops, the family stories that are the thread woven through them that has led to their success, I don't think there's anything that beats the pizza in this part of Pennsylvania, you know, in the country. The pizza scene is just unparalleled. The variety we have... Right, so all kinds of different styles of pizza, and there's no two that are really the same. Right, everything has, has they're quirky. We use like cheese blends and sweet sauces and old forge crusts and pan fried Sicilian crust. You don't find these things elsewhere, right? I've I've charted them. There's a few um, old forges that you know. There's one in I think Florida and and someone in Alaska actually makes it, but they're both from Northeast yeah. Pennsylvania. So. Um, really like it's just so diverse so unique and then the people who leave here always get back to me and say you know i'm in the midwest now and it's a pizza wasteland there you get papa john's you get Domino's, and that's boring right i have friends in san antonio who like get pizza from here northeastern pennsylvania shipped to them in texas it's expensive, but it's worth it, right? Yeah. They need their fix. I'll pay that money. Absolutely. Let's dive into it a little bit deeper, right? So you have worked with a variety of mom-and-pop pizza shops. You've went in. You kind of collabed with them, tried their pizza. I think the interesting thing is is that the cheese, as you mentioned, no cheese is the same at all the shops. And the sauce, it's like the secret, right? Even the dough. Like, what do you think makes the pizza from the ground up here so unique? I think it is just that, right? So we have not only these unique recipes, but we have uh, the the processes that go in. I've worked in a few shops, and everyone is very meticulous about how you grind the tomatoes, how you cook the tomatoes, how you know uh, how you put them in the pot, the order in which you put the thing in. So that's why I always say, if you give me your recipe, I probably couldn't duplicate it because you have to create those conditions, those exact precise conditions, the the specific oven that it's baked in, the pans that they use. Some of these pans are 50, 60 years old, and there's flavor and seasoning in those and there's just there's there's you can't recreate these things you can't just take it uh and and put it somewhere else in the midwest right the water is different out there too right different minerals different phs and uh but here it's special because you know there's you know i know there's a few pizza shops and people are a little off put by this story but sometimes the you know you see the guy behind the counter stirring the sauce with his arm you know (laughs) and uh you know i'm not gonna say where i've seen that reminds me of like scary movie right when the guy was like cooking with his hand yeah right cooking with his hand the turkey dinner and everything but you gotta do what you gotta do and i don't care here's what i always say um like that you know you want to kind of be like i hope you washed your hands right but even if you're like even it's rare but if you're treated poorly on the phone or in person in this area i'm like i don't even care as long as the pizza is amazing right exactly now i i I go in with the assumption that everybody's using you know sanitary food procedures and And i do want to say by the way we should get a blanket statement like pretty much they all do but of course you might find you never know right that hole in the wall shop that maybe the italian grandma's still in there and she does things her way like i get it 
Hey, and it, you know what? It's going into a 550, 600 degree oven. I, I, the, I think know, it's going to kill gonna... anything that's on there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know not a lot of people, not everyone would agree with that. But hey, if, if in the sake of pizza research, I'm all in. All right, let's move on from that part of it. So when we think at NAPA Pizza Review, what is the type of content? I mean, you have worked over the past 10 plus years, right, to produce stuff. You become a pizza influencer of sorts in this market. How hard is that? And like, what is the content that you feel engages the best with your audience like what are people hungry for so a pizza influencer is something i never ever set out to be right so i, I just really what i do is i share content that aligned with my passion right and my interests and then i listen i read what my readers say and i they ask questions and i, I say you know what i'm going to answer that question with the next piece of content um and like you know for for example uh people keep asking me what's the best Whole, uh, pre-made pizza sauce. I make my own sauce, but I, there were so many people asking me about these pre-made pizza sauces, and you see them in the stores. Obviously, it's a huge market. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to go buy 75 sauces, different ones, and I'm going to taste them all. And I'll tell you what, I, I created this ranking score, and that is my most popular article every week after week after week. And people where do people find that? Uh, right on my website, nepapizzareview.com. Get out. 75. I tried 75. I have another 10 in the in the pantry ready to test. I just got to get there. But I think the interesting thing, your background's accounting and finance, right? So right. it's not like you went to culinary school, right? right? But you have experience making pizza. You even brought, by the way, your prop. Do you travel with this dough, by the way? Uh, like, give me the dish on literally the dough. Here, I'm going to hold this for you for a second. Okay. I'm going to take this. Like, what, do you go out, like, when you're, do you ever, I mean, I'm sure you get, like, speaking gigs probably, you know, on occasion from some places. What are these, your props? So this was a, a cool thing that I saw, I, I wish I had when I started in the industry, when I was um, uh, learning to throw dough, right? Okay. And uh, these didn't exist at that time, back, back in ancient times, right? Um, but uh, when I was learning, I had to learn on real dough, and then you had to stretch it properly. But then throw dough came out with this sort of thing, and uh, you, you can actually learn a lot quicker and easier. For example, I could teach you really quickly right now. You want to use your hand, palm up right in the center of the dough and if you're listening to this by the way on any of our podcast platforms and you hear us knocking the mic we apologize in advance but we're holding this plastic dough and really like this is basically how you learn to toss pizza dough mm -hmm. okay exactly and now people act like it's this mystifying magic crew you throw the dough yeah. right it's not that hard to watch. So you're going to take your hand and you're going to elevate and twist and finish like that. I'm kind of limited a little bit, obviously, here with the That's mic, it. but I totally, okay, yours looked a lot better. But you Got get it. the concept. Totally. So I think what's interesting about this, right, the secret sauce in northeastern Pennsylvania, it kind of starts with the sauce the crust, the pan, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, where do you think, you know, I guess the pizza industry around here is heading, right, with everything? Because th some of these mom and pop shops have been around for decades, 50, 60, 70 years. Like, do you think now would anybody ever have a chance of opening up a new pizza shop in this area and being successful? Or do you think the longtime mom and pop shops that have a name, a sauce, a brand, they're the ones who are just, they're king? So I, I do think there's room in the market for new uh, new concepts, particularly if you do something different, right? Uh, if you come in with this sort of ubiquitous, you, uh, you know, New York-style round pizza, um, so that might be a challenge for you. But if you come in with something unique and different, I think you can stand out. Particularly, I think there's a growing appetite for this artisanal-type 
pizza. Like, and describe that. So like a wood-fired, uh, mm-hmm. like Bar Pazzo would be kind of a, they do a wood-fired Neapolitan Bar Pazzo in downtown Scranton because they have the certain oven, right? Yes, they have that wood-fired Don't you oven. have one of those at your house? I, saw, I see your videos. Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I, that was another thing. Uh, people kept asking me what the best pizza oven was. So I said, well, let me, de- let me test a dozen of them. So I, um, so some manufacturers sent me some to test and some, I so what is it, which is the so best one. If, the, if somebody was starting to get their pizza game on at home, like you walk me through it. What do you need? So, um, so I, my favorite oven is made by a company Gosney and, uh, I have the Gosney rock box in the Gosney dome. The dome is like the ultimate cooking experience. It's just, it looks like an old, uh, Italian wood fired oven. And well, it sounds expensive. It, it is, it is expensive, <laughs> but it is, it is wonderful. And, uh, you can throw away your grill because I do my steaks in it and everything like that. Wow. It's a, it's, it's great. But so what you need really, you actually don't need an expensive oven. You, you can use a baking stone or I love my baking steel. It cooks a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get great results right in your home oven. And that's all you need. You need a pizza peel. You need a, a scale to weigh your ingredients. Get rid of the cups and the spoons. Like, cause you're, you can't be accurate with that. So do you think finding, I guess, the recipes, and do you have any on your website that are like, this is the secret sauce to one of the spots in the area and try to make it yourself? Weighing and measuring. I mean, weighing is the best way, I should say, to measure the ingredients. Mm-hmm. But do you have, like, this crazy recipe on your site that you're like, this is probably the best pizza I ever had? Uh, so I'm developing homemade. right now, I have a pan-fried Sicilian recipe that's a very popular, but that's a for beginners type recipe. And this is uh, your recipe? My um, easy pan-fried Sicilian okay. recipe is on my website, and that gets a lot of clicks. But I'm working on developing, a, you know, sort of a pro version of this, like more aligned of what you would see, you know, the big boys making yeah. in their in their restaurants. So there's a big appetite for that. Also, Old Forge Pizza recipe I'm developing as well. I wrote some uh, recipes for Uni, uh, another pizza oven company, which has uh, a way to make Old Forge pizza and pan-fried Sicilian pizza in an outdoor oven like that. So uh, those recipes are there. But do I uh, I do try to copycat uh, different places, recipes. I would never publish something like that, particularly if I got really close to it. Um, it's just, you know, it, it, it's just a personal challenge. It's not something I would like, uh, you know, Andy's pizza is a very unique one. If by some chance I was able to clone that, I would never share it. Right. Yeah. So, um, and again, totally Andy's totally different than what I've tasted in old forge. Right. So I think the thing is for people who might listen to this outside of Northeastern Pennsylvania, old forge, PA is billed as the pizza capital of the world. And I want to say I've eaten a lot of pizza there in the area. I just love pizza, but people are divided where they're like, eh, I don't think it's the best. It's not that great. I think this place is better. Like, how do you conquer that if people ever come at you and say, no, Old Forge always has the best pizza? Because there's a lot of great mom and pop shops all over, and all of them have their own little twists. So, what's your take on that? So first, I never try to convince anybody to like a pizza. Yeah. I like to show them the pizza, and they can make their own informed judgment, right, as to if they want to try it. But my, one of my favorite things is when someone outside of the area comes in to try Old Forge for the first time. And it's kind of like, you know, the Patriots of the Yankees. You either love it or you hate it, right? Sometimes you get a middle ground, but people usually have strong opinions on it. And that's what's fascinating to me. Uh, for example, people from New York, they'll come in New York City. They'll say, oh, American cheese doesn't belong on pizzas is one of the things. And you'll never cross that barrier. Even if they loved it, they, they probably right. wouldn't tell you. they. Um, so I like to just introduce 
the pizza to folks and say, give it a whirl, and then let me know what you think. And I'm not going to convince you otherwise that, you know, you like something that you, you don't actually care for. All right, million-dollar question I'm sure everybody's wondering. You have a gun to your head. Pretend, right? Who makes the best pizza in northeastern Pennsylvania? All right, so I'll give you my the top three I can always easily rattle off are Rosario's and Clark Summit, Armenti's and Oliphant, and Pizza Lovin' in Exeter. And Those you're not my, paid by any of these people. No, I, I would ne- <laughs> I've never taken a dime from a pizza shop ever. Okay. Wow. So those are your top three. Those are my top three. All right. Yes. I'm going to name mine, by the way. What's and that? I mean, gosh, the ones I should say, I do love all pizza. Like, I'm one of those people, do you, you know, when people eat and they're like, oh, this isn't, I just love food. And most of the time I'm like, I'll just eat it. Right. Like, and it, it was great. Best meal I ever had. When you meet my mom, I always tell people, you understand me. My mother will eat like a, an orange and she'll be like, this is the best orange I've ever had in my life. And I'm kind of that way with pizza. For me, it has to be the ones I frequent the most. A mainline pizza in Dixon City, and I'm sure you're familiar with that place, right? Very small mom and pop shop, but oh my gosh, the pizza, insane. And we order so much from there, like, you know, when we were doing like pizzas on Fridays or over the weekend. And even though we have bags of leftovers, right, it doesn't taste as good as if you pick it up fresh. So you got mainline pizza in Dixon City, Luigi's in Oliphant. Have you been there? Oh, many times. Okay, and then Armetta's Pizza in Gibson, like Susquehanna County. They have two locations. That's the one I would go to. Um, you know, full disclosure, I have a gym friend who runs that place, but I love their meat lovers, right? Luigi's, I love the Mid-Valley Special with bacon and black olives. I also love their uh, Super Stromboli at Luigi's and Oliphant. And then for Mainline, it's the a tray of hot wing pizza and a tray of bacon and black olives. So you're all about the topic. That's my jam. And you know what's interesting in this area? Describe to people like when you have friends visit who aren't familiar with here, when you have to ask for a tray of pizza, not like a, a, a pie or... I think it blows people's minds, especially it's very evident when I go outside of northeastern Pennsylvania and say, hey... I'd like a tray of pizza. And I do it on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they look at you very strangely. But uh, we're the only place here that orders or calls a pizza a tray. And we don't call them slices. We call them cuts, right? Mm-hmm. So give me two cuts of red. That means give me two slices of old forge pizza. right? And our pan-fried Sicilians, they're also referred to as cuts. Now, coming back to the whole cuts, do you prefer a square cut or a round cut? Me, I'm, I'm just a quintessential New York-style thin-crust round guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love all styles. All right, million-dollar question as well. Pineapple, should it go on a pizza? So as you, if, if you've seen any of my content, I'm pretty liberal as to what you would call a pizza, which means I'm also pretty liberal about what you can put on a pizza. I personally don't care for pineapple, but I'm, I've made hundreds of them. Uh, over the years in the pizzeria, it's a popular topping. It, you know, I know it's uh, a recent debate, but like, put on what you like. You know. All right, you visited so many mom and pop pizza shops, and they've been around for a long time. Some rebounded better than others after the pandemic. What's a mistake you think some small pizza shops are making these days? Are they not keeping up with the food delivery services? Because nowadays everybody wants to order everything from their phone without having to talk to somebody or think about it. Like, what have you seen that you're like, oh, I hope you're around for a while, but this is where your competitors are? Yeah, so I do think that that is where the market's going. Uh, although, you know, they do take a nice chunk of your sales, up to 30% of the order mm-hmm. goes to the, the company. Um, so online ordering is important. But the thing I see most, though, is a lot of these uh, places still relied on the old school word of mouth. 
uh, keeping their traditional customers and you know using newspaper ads and, and clippers and things like that to advertise when uh, social media really needs to be leveraged here it, it to me uh, it's more important to have a good storefront, so to speak, on social media, uh, because if you search some places, they, there's no website, there's no, they can have great pizza, but they're, they're not showing the world that they have great pizza, right? And then the other thing is they're not, they don't use social media properly. I see a lot of folks putting up what looks like an advertisement every day. Here's the special, come buy this. I would rather see, here's the story, and here's why you should buy from me. But don't, you don't have to tell them to buy. There's this contagious element of showing what you're all about. Right? There's, a, there's a place in Mifflinville, Pennsylvania, called uh, uh, Mifflin Pizza. And he does all these cool, like, inclusive things, whether it's having the Little League in or he hides a little pizza figurine around town and then people go find it and you get a free pizza. That's genius. Yeah, and he does all these, like, I'm cool driving things. to Mifflinburg. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that is the model to do it. And you know what it costs to do that? Nothing. Yeah. So um, I would encourage people to, the, the way they bounce around their dining room talking about uh, their place and their customers and their passion do the same thing on social media right because all it is is a photo or a video you don't have to be this dynamo just be a storyteller something that i caught on social media with you i believe is on your pages you are a big supporter of the the wilkesbury scranton penguins and you know a lot of people go to those hockey games what's the deal with this jersey because i think after you like shared it or whatever it's like oh i got this really cool jersey we're going to show that but it's like everybody wanted it It was like one of a kind and we're going to bring that in so what's the deal so i'm totally geeking out over this and uh, i so uh, the penguins the changed their name to the Old Forge Pizzas for one night only. Yeah. Right? So they reached out and they said, well, can we work together to you know, sort of build this concept? And I said, whatever you need. A absolutely. I'm a longtime Penguins fan, uh, Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre, and obviously a big pizza fan. So I said, this is hand-in-glove fit, right? Um, so what I did was I introduced the jersey. So they sent me the jersey here, uh, which I'm just so proud to have. And uh, I created this silly video of me horribly playing hockey in my driveway and uh you know i made an old forge pizza to sort of introduce it uh so and you know the video was you know it was all right it was kind of like dad slapstick humor right but you know i had fun with it but then i got to go to the game and uh i was wearing this jersey around and i, and I keep saying i could have paid my mortgage for the month uh based on what people were offering me for this jersey so so I'm, is it going to be for sale down the road will they will they replicate this or is it like maybe next year uh you know i'm not sure okay. i was encouraging them to sell and they may we'll see um they're working on it but i do know they have t-shirts available so uh you can head over to their their website if you're interested the wilkesbury scranton penguins the penguins okay. uh, scope that out see if they still have it available yeah Got it. but this cool little now people say the logo looks like a deranged spongebob I, I think it looks like a cut of Old Forge pizza. It's, it's square. Yeah. Yeah, I so. get it. So that's like a super hyper local thing in our area, right? We got the hockey team, the Old Forge style. Jim, if you have to leave Pennsylvania, what region, state, I should say, has like the best pizza you've had? Is it Connecticut? Is it New York? Is it Chicago? New Jersey? So Chicago's a bucket list uh, town for me. I uh, haven't yet been there. Uh, so I want to try both their deep dish in person and really what the locals eat is this like thin crust tavern pizza, which is like super light and crispy. So I want to get out there and try that and try that scene. I've been to New Haven, Connecticut. I liked it. 
it was very good. I, I'm not here uh, saying it's the best pizza I've ever had. Um, I had uh, I went on a tour up there. Uh, I tried Sally's, Frank Pepe's, Modern, and Bar up there. Really cool spots. They also have the oldest or the first hamburger joint in the country up there. Um, Crazy. New York City loved the pizza there too, but they have like average pizza. They have elite pizza, just like any other area. Um, so right now, New York would be my leader in the clubhouse. I got to spend some more time in Jersey. Um, and obviously when I get to Chicago. So I wouldn't call myself as well-cultured as I should be nationally uh, on pizza, but uh, New York would be my, my destination for now. Although Philly is having a renaissance too. They have Angelo's Pizza. All right. It's in South Philly. They have both the best cheesesteak and the best pizza in the city. And that's in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia. So people can lock that in. A little day trip. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's some really cool spots down there. Pizza John, Pizza Shaka Max, and like there's a lot going on in Philly now. And do you like before you wheel into these spots, like message these folks and be like, Yo, I got this channel, I wanna come try your pizza, like what do you do? Or you just kinda go there and you eat it on the QT and then talk about it? So sometimes I'll just uh, here's the thing. So I assume nobody knows me and nobody cares before I I, I was I was raised to be very humble, right? So I, I once in a while, yes, I will. If it if it's some if it's a place that I think I can provide a better service or tell a better story, mm -hmm. I will try to message ahead and say, hey, look, especially if I'm driving a distance, right? I'll say, you know, I'm I, I'm coming down, and I, I would never I don't ask for anything. Yeah. Like I I I pay like everybody else. I give a tip like everybody else. Sometimes you know the owner will say, well, I need you to try this and this and this too, and then that's you know a little bit different, but. Um, but yeah, I'll message once in a while ahead of time, but most times I'm calling in just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, and sometimes I'll just say like, well, what's the name? I'll say, you know, Jim from any PA pizza review. Most of the time the person on the phone has no idea. Uh, but, uh, that's okay. Like I, I want to provide the experience that my readers would have uh, had they called in just like like I would. And I mean, you live and breathe it. I love the, the outfit, the jacket you have on. You got NEPA written out for Northeastern Pennsylvania in pizza logos. How many days a week do you have pizza? Uh, I would say at least two, uh, you know. And you, and, and when you have it the two days a week, how many slices you have in at a time? I, I tr I try to keep it to two or less. Oh Sometimes my gosh, I give you so much credit for me. I sit down and if I get a tray of pizza, right? It's it's until I can't take it anymore. It's six slices, eight slices. Like I joke, I'm like it numbs the pain, but <laughs> no, it's so good. And like the feeling you get out of having our pizza here, right? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, mind blowing. No, I give you mad props that you can stick to two slices and call it a day. Well, well that's the goal, right? I don't mm. know. So if I'm in like Wilkesbury and I get a pan fried Sicilian with the the sweet onions that they put on there, just the aroma in my car, it. I can I can crush you know twelve cuts no problem. Yeah, it's not good. We're like kindred spirits. Yeah. I'd be right there with you. Exactly. So ultimately, as you grow any PA pizza review, like what's your long time goal with this? Where do you want this to head? Is it creating these recipes that people are going to turn to your site um, to download? I mean, you provide a lot of great. I call it news you can use content on your site about picking pizza, tasting pizza. But like, where do you see this heading? I mean, you've been a pizza influencer for ten years. So I don't really have an end goal for this, right? So um, here, my, my mission is to connect people in pizza, right? And my values are to connect them with small local businesses that mom and pop shops that we talk about. And also my, my other mission is to elevate the pizza game by teaching pizza to people, 
right? So I do want to do in-person classes, uh, it, you know, sort of that thing. I've done one like sort of private lesson and I enjoyed the heck out of it. So I do want to do that on a little bit larger scale. Uh, planning and big events are sort of not my thing. So I, I look to leverage some partnerships and things like that. Like to do some charity pop-up events, right? Sell some pizzas for a cause. Uh, trying to do Relay for Life this year. Um, so that would be that'd be a cool and we've done yeah. that once or twice before but uh, really just you know sharing my passion connecting with people on a, a different level and uh, you know just just sharing the stories and, and memories like for example just down the street here library pizza just burned down right yeah yeah or caught fire yeah. um, well that was like a legendary pizza for a long time and I reviewed them about nine years ago and um, you know, I said, oh, that's sad because I really love that pizza. And I shared it and the post just took off, right? And just all these comments, I remember this and people have such a visceral emotional feeling about memories they share over pizza. So it was really cool to be able to have that little, I mean, it's, it's history to me that I was there at this place. And uh, you know, some people you know, collect stamps or whatever. I collect pizza memories, right? And yeah. that's, uh, that was a special moment in time. Uh, I was actually able to share with my wife. And, um, you know, so we shared a pizza together and it was what it was. But like, to me, that's that's a piece of history. That's a moment of time. And you can't take that away from me. And speaking of your wife and your two kids, do they ever say, Dad, we don't want to eat pizza tonight? Absolutely, they do. Yes, <laughs> uh, very, very often. So I, uh, I've sort of moved the pizza oven out into the garage, mm -hmm. and uh, I sort of try to make it out there because the smell, it's like having your house smell like a pizzeria half the time. It's just, it's not a great look, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's not an environment you want to no. be doing homework, smelling yeah, pizza. They're like, what's, what's that clone you're wearing? Oh, it's Ode to Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, they, they do tire of it. I think they, they understand they're extraordinarily patient with me. And uh, a lot of my content, I'm, I'm typing out after midnight, two in the morning. Uh, That's so the one thing I think people don't get if they're not entrenched in the social media industry, the social media marketing industry, the time it takes to produce content, right? So you're already working a full-time job in finance and accounting, mm -hmm. but it's literally another full-time job to shoot videos, to put stuff on your website, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do you vision as the goal down the road maybe to build this where you can hire somebody to help you out and maybe make this your full-time gig? How cool would that be? Well, that'd be pretty neat. Now, I do love my day job, um, but... Uh, no, like as far as content creation, it's it's sort of a lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. So now I, I sort of approach something, whether it be someone preparing something or just a hold on a second, can I can I take a photo of your dinner really quickly yeah. or something? You know, but it's as you're walking to the car, as you're finishing a phone conversation, you, you know, you're you're always you know you can edit a reel in like three minutes, right? Or you can post something. Uh, or just scheduling things ahead of time and, and different things. But it's it's definitely, it turns into a way of life. It doesn't feel like a job for me, and it doesn't feel like I spend a ton of time on it, although I do spend a yeah. ton of time yeah. on it. Um, so it's just finding those you know times throughout the day, first thing in the morning, very, very late at night, um, you know, lunchtime on the treadmill, you know, I'm, I'm scheduling posts and creating content. So, you know, that's uh, it, it just, it's just a way of life. And as I continue to listen to you, I'm looking at your shirt, and I'm thinking of the toppings that make up the logo on your shirt. What are your favorite pizza toppings? So I'm a plain cheese guy. Get out of right? here. Yeah, plain cheese. But if I had to pick one, uh, it's cup and char pepperoni. What is that? So we haven't had cup <laughs> I was and like, char. What is that? So this is, a, this is one where uh, I'll say I, I, I sort of used my influencer role to mm -hmm. get some market adoption here. 
uh, because uh, you know I work with some restaurant suppliers, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes they'll reach out and say, "Hey, will you try this product?" And uh, you know, I've seen cup and char pepperoni. It's the, the pepperoni that sort, sort of curls up. Got it. Right? Okay. Yeah. And um, I've seen it in New York and the, the metropolitan areas have been using it for a very long time. Um, and it's actually how pepperoni used to be. Like, if you remember, like, Pizza Hut back in the day, it used to cup up. Do I remember? Do you know how many books I used to read to get that free personal pan pizza? Remember the Book It program? But I still have my pin with the stars on it. <sighs> That's, and look, I got to tell you, until I moved to northeastern Pennsylvania in like 2005, Pizza was my go-to. Where I grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, we had like some mom and pops, but nowhere near what we have here. And I remember in like 05 when I was like, hey, want to go to Pizza? And I love the meat lovers. People were like offended. They're like, oh, no, you need to get schooled. And boy, did I ever. And then when I met my partner, Matt, gosh, nine years ago, he grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania. He knew all the mom and pop shops. That's my jam. These are our people. That's it. And now, now we have these mom and pop shops selling the cup and char pepperoni, it's, right? Okay. So I, I tried to, I, I tried to educate folks as to what this is, right? So once you educate the consumer mm -hmm. and they start to demand it, now the shops start to offer it, right? Yeah. So like I think Angelo's in the Viewmont Mall was one that in uh, Dixon City that was one of the first to say, I got to try this. And then he went and got the cup and char. And then, you know, Rosario's and Clark's Summit And now there are many, many places offering cup and char pepperoni. I think the coolest thing is when I walk into so many of the mom and pop pizza shops, at least in northeastern Pennsylvania, not only do they have an incredible story to tell, but the family dynamics, sometimes it's like entertainment when you're there waiting for your pizza. It's incredible. But I was like, these are our peeps. I really think pizza is the thread woven through northeastern and even central pennsylvania that connects us all totally agree i always say talking pizza is like talking the weather right so i you know we're having a great conversation now but i'm actually not very good interpersonally of starting a conversation right so thank god i have this thank god you got pizza to yeah, talk about my, today on the my couch. Ice, <laughs> icebreaker you know so uh, but it, it's been a, a godsend for me because i'm just i'm a little bit awkward you know conversationally so i, I have this to break the ice and then we can get into it and you know so, so yeah we i've had so many great conversations that weren't about pizza that started with pizza so uh, it's, it's a great thing to have. And it is woven in the fabric here. And I, everybody has an opinion. I love it. And to wrap it up, to track your recipes, it's NAPizzareview.com. NEPAPizzareview.com. NEPAPizzareview.com. And all of your social handles, the same thing, at? NEPAPizzareview. I love that. And you're constantly putting out new content. And let me know the day you want to go eat like six or eight slices in one sitting, because I can't do the two. Today's a good day. I'm going to go kill it with you, all right? Jim Mirabelli, look, I'm so excited that I finally got to connect with you in person because I have, I've stalked your pages on social media. I've looked at it, and I'm like, oh, maybe we should try this pizza place, right? Incredible. And I love this. I think the passion you have, not only for pizza, but the people in this area and the hard work they put into making those trays, <laughs> right, terrific every time. It's great. It's great to see. And it's great to see what you're doing here. Like you bring this big time energy and you're spending time with me to give, give it a spotlight. So I, I really appreciate you doing this and having me on the show. And it's impressive what you've built here already. I love it. It's a little messy in the office, but look, I always say we're stronger together, right? You know, absolutely. And we're connected by pizza. That's how we met. Exactly. Love it. Thanks so much. Jim Mirabelli, NEPA pizza review, check him out all over social. And I'm seriously going to take you up on that offer the next time you're going for six or eight slices. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us.